0: Get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at That's seboc.com. That's dot com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts. Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com.
1: My name is Dr. Nikki Modesti, and today's topic is dealing with narcissistic managers. And I'm lucky to have Lorraine and Arlene here for the podcast today. We're just going to dive right in. Ladies, what has been your experience with narcissistic managers? And I'll point to Arlene first, if you don't mind sharing your experience. Well, when you I really want
2: to say thank you for having me on your panel this evening. Mm -hmm. It's great to have a chance to talk with Lorraine and you. Mm -hmm. My experience with narcissistic managers, I think there's different flavors of narcissism. Mm -hmm. And I think with women, it comes out in so many different ways how we can bring our stuff sometimes. And 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 with men it's more of a because they tend to be more in a more powerful position to exercise that narcissism don't get me wrong even the male guy can have a little bit don't touch my cart whatever but with women managers i think that's the the more difficult because you want to have that each one teach one, help one. And sometimes the narcissism gets in the way and I have no problem supporting a sister growing in her career and having goals and reaching those goals. And I think with the sisterhood, that narcissism needs to to pour into an image that's more like support and assistance, even sometimes asking forgiveness, what you said and what you did was wrong on on an emotional female level. And with men, you don't really get that. They can, because that's the same way they are 24 seven. Because if they're like that at work, they're like that at home. And sometimes I think with women and their narcissism, and I could be wrong that, well, I guess they could be that way at home too. It just shows up in different ways, I guess. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I try to be conscious of that and be selfless and want to, to help and give it. And that's what I think with my current job is excellent. I think for my spirit now to know that when anyone reaches out to me on IM or in an email, I get so happy to help. I think that's the kind of spirit you need to have in, in business. I think it should be more natural to just go of all that stuff because in the end it doesn't really help. But,
1: um, so I want to address a point that you had just made in regards to women managers. You look at them as a sisterhood. It sounded to me you're a little bit more, sympathetic or maybe even empathetic because again you 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 share that that female the struggle is real yes white black red green orange it's real Mm -hmm. and uh, basing it on just the fact that there are similarities of, of same genders do you think that you're more tolerant of women because of of the gender and not more or less men because you understand that they are they are coming from a power standpoint and then the women it's it's because they've struggled maybe to get to where they are. What
2: right. I I come from the school of there is no excuse for bad behavior. The first time you disrespect me, I might put it off that maybe there's there's a problem. In in your personal life, but the second time, I think the onus is on me to at least mention and, and let people know that maybe this isn't as professional as it could have been. Here's how I'm thinking the situation or whatever we're discussing that revealed your narcissistic behavior towards me or anyone else on the team. I, I think, yeah, I may be more understanding, but it's my onus as as a person, as a woman, to to call out when it's been disrespectful and the narcissism has revealed itself in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Sharing that education
1: with people, I think that helps. Okay. And Lorraine, what, what's your experience with managers who have been narcissistic, be it male or female?
3: Okay. Just being over here in the States for the non- You've frozen up. Narcissism, not saying that background. Can, can you guys hear me a little better yes. now?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: I would have to say that it would be on different cultural backgrounds as well as where the woman is in her own professional life. Take, for instance, I have a female mentor and she's a wonderful mentor. She's the type that pushes me along and says, no, you can't settle for, I need you to go to the next step. Mm -hmm. And then I've bumped into those managers that in fact, because of the, and I'm going to put it out there, Because of their ethnicity. And it blows my mind. I've had African American female managers, I'm thinking of one in particular, that her level of narcissism was way beyond me. It was if you even gave her a better way of doing a process, she would actually scowl at you. Because how dare you come up with this idea? Are you trying to make me look shameful? Not taking into consideration that if I'm helping you with a process, I'm trying to make it better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Let's see. In fact, she even did the intimidation thing. Now, this is what's even more funny. is because she rather thought, I guess, because of her size, that she could even intimidate some men. She was a rather towering individual. I think she's about six, four. Six, five she would even use her physical appearance to even try and intimidate people basically she had no problem taking credit for people's work or if you did something wrong oh it was guarantee you're getting thrown under the bus I her attitude reminds me of a mini occupant of 1600 where I'll take credit for your work however, if you do something wrong, I will. I'm backing off. I'm not. I'm, you don't give me the credit for something I've done wrong. <laughs> Whereas, it, 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 do you call it. And then, of course, I've bumped into the male narcissistic thing, where they've even gone as far as adding a little misogyny on top of that. Whereas, oh, little girl, go sit down in your corner. Yeah. Needless to say, a lot of the managers that I've bumped into left a bad taste in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I think I can point out maybe three or four companies that I've worked at where I've had really good managers. But otherwise, than that, yet yeah, you would bump into, as Arlene stated earlier, you. It depends on the flavor of narcissism. Mm-hmm. You will, when they get to a certain point in the corporate ladder, you will bump into at least seven out of ten that take on an air of "I'm better than everyone," and it. it I. Don't understand how you can associate a title with being better than everyone, but you do bump into that,
2: right? I think it's it's what I've noticed lately, in the last couple of companies that I've contracted with, a lot of the millennials are that, and I, I mean, and it's just my personal experience in the last five years, four years, with some people it is a rite of passage to be disrespectful. It's almost why would you expect me to be respectful? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. I don't I don't know if that's narcissistic. I guess it has a flavor of that. It could it it spreads. And I think that's the problem with narcissism because it spreads in so many other areas of a person's personality. Mm-hmm that you can tag it to so many different reasons why they could possibly be like that. And that's really sad because I think everyone really deep down just wants to be liked and respected and do a good job and be recognized for doing that. And right. that's the, everybody wants that. That's across the board. That's the baseline as mm-hmm. the kids say
1: expand on that in regards to wanting to be liked and do a good job and be recognized. um, I want you to just put a little placeholder right there. We can come back to that. But uh, Lorraine, I want to expand on something that you actually mentioned as it pertains to leading by fear and intimidation and, and all of those experiences that you've had as it relates to those particular managers. What was now that I've I've heard your experience and just so everyone knows that's listening in this is the voice of the employee that we get an understanding of the impact and the experience of of how the employees feel when they're dealing with a narcissistic manager Lorraine when you were you encountered that particular manager who was leading by fear and intimidation what how did you manage that for your own your own well being in order to continue to perform, continue to do a good job?
3: For my own well being, I'm going to say for approximately four to six months, it was a straightforward approach. Mm-hmm. It was actually going to her and basically not putting her on the spot, but demanding exactly what she wanted from me, what exactly were the objects I needed to produce for her in order for me to, I guess, what's the words I'm looking for? To quell the bully. I'm going to call it a bully that was in her. Yeah,
2: it's like, what um,
3: is your pr- I'm sorry.
2: No, it's like, what is your problem? What can I know?
3: That, that yeah. was, I didn't even approach it as in what is your problem? I approached it as, okay, give me your expectations. Basically, puts her on the spot that whenever she decided she wanted to try and come back at me, I can easily point out, this is exactly what you said you wanted from me. It was holding her feet to the fire. It was no longer holding my feet to the fire because I knew I could give her all the objects that she wanted from me. So now it was actually putting her own words against her, not my words. Mm -hmm. Of course, as I said before, that lasted about four to six months until, forgive me, the rage in me actually picked up and said, enough of this nonsense. I shouldn't have to, number one, cowtail to another human being that puts on their pants one at a time, the same yeah. way I do. And that's number two, you have a title, no big deal. I started to realize that this would be a problem for me, when I actually started to become angry as I went into work after the six months. Mm. My anger, I know me, it can do one of two things. It can make me very unpredictable how I act towards you, or it can actually make me stressful, which can lead to lack of sleep, being nervous. That's just not me. That's pulling me out of my calm place. After the six months, I literally, enough is enough. I did my own report up to human resources and human resources, therefore, let her manage know. Of course, that was a big to-do, especially for a contractor,
1: mm-hmm.
3: speaking about an employee. But after a while, it's like, okay, I know you guys are not going to get anything done because she is in management and let's face it, the company is always for management. It came down to me after a year saying, no more. I need to leave.
1: Right. So you are saying that things had gotten to the point where you took your health into perspective and, and decided that this is no longer how I would like to operate. It's, it's causing me more more headache and more stress than I need to have in my life.
3: This is, in fact, it's not even more headache. It's an addition to, you're already under the gun to produce, So now you've got an additional, I'm going to call it, not a fear factor, but a worry factor mm-hmm. on top of getting your deadlines done. If you're in a constant state of agitation, is only but so much you can take from a constant state of agitation where you're just, something's going to give. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not be fired because I cursed the woman out. An abusive I'd relationship. Right. And I wasn't willing to participate in an abusive relationship. Right. But I couldn't, I, I wouldn't dare participate in an abusive relationship. It's already bad enough to have a, an abusive relationship in your personal life. Now you're going to add an abusive relationship in your professional? No, doesn't make okay. any
1: sense. And I'm glad that you had mentioned what it felt to you in regards to it being an, an abusive relationship. I think that's very key to understanding your perspective of that particular experience. And I'm going to pivot to Arlene in just a minute, but one thing that you also, you had mentioned that I think is is important is that your, your willingness to go to someone else in order to help your situation because it continued on for so long. So you went to their superiors and felt there was nothing going to be done from that from that conversation that was had, is that what I heard from you Yes that okay. is correct okay
3: it was it was no longer I'm not going to say it was no longer civil but when you actually can walk into a room and feel the tension before you even sit down coming from another person directly it's not in your head anymore because there's always you can always look over at that person and see them glaring at you that's when you just sit back and just go okay it is time to go.
1: Mm-hmm. And, well, and you had mentioned your performance. How, do, you, do you think your performance was impacted at all? Oh, very much, very much. When you when you can actually start to
3: second guess your work after you've done it for well over eight years, and then all of a sudden you're second guessing your own work, there's a problem.
2: Yeah, your confidence is affected, and then it has. It would have a knock on a knock on effect. Definitely. And the anxiousness, you have to walk on eggshells because you need the job, right?
3: Exactly what it was. Yeah. At the time I needed the job and you're sitting there going, okay, I'm trying to already get myself out of debt and work my way up to where I need to be financially. And in doing, you need the job and you don't have the time to really go out there and look for the job Mm -hmm. because taking off time Will actually put you back and
1: from you the, like work the work that you
3: need to get done. Exactly. And you like the
1: work. You like the work. You and do so the work. I hear that that often presents a conflict when you like the work that you do, but you do not particularly like the manager in, which, in whom you're working with and working for would would you rather suffer in the position and maybe suffer isn't a, isn't a good word but maybe you you would rather stay in the position knowing that you you like the work you you're committed to whatever it is that you're doing for the organization and you thereby endure the 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 narcissistic managers tactics and whatever it is that they're doing to you to make you know, your performance questionable to then Arlene as you mentioned feel like you need to walk on eggshells egg feel anxious
3: yeah. um in all honesty i my mom actually my my mom i look up to her a lot because she was a, actually a one of the CPAs that worked for gucci she's retired since what, maybe several years i wanna mean, say 3 or 4 years now but she gave me some sound advice one day when she saw that I was stressing about that past experience. And she said, let me ask you a huge question. If you were to drop dead in the office tomorrow, do you not think that they would replace you within an hour? And I had to sit back and actually think, she says, you cannot let a job be your end all and be all, even though you want to have a great work ethic for that particular position or for that particular company but companies are no longer beholden to their employees yeah. they do not uphold their employees as they would when she first started working they don't treasure their name, employees
2: even so if they, your name is on their checks
3: yes <laughs> okay they don't be they're not beholden to the employee anymore she says it is quite obvious especially since Look at Enron. This is supposed to be an upstanding power company that's supposed to be there for the employees and they're making sure that the employees are supposed to have all this great access to this energy and they've got a great stock program. And look, the bottom fell out and all these people's 401ks got wiped out. But everybody at the top made sure they kept their money. It's like, oh, she says, do you really think that when it comes to a certain level in the company, they really care about the little man? They don't. They care about the product that's being done. And that's as far as it goes. They, You are so quick to be replaced. This is never give up your health and your mental well-being for a company. Once she told me that, it was so easy for me to actually... Let go and actually say, My health and well being, if it's not balanced, then I don't need to be in that atmosphere.
1: And Arlene, so what are some of the ways <clears throat> that you try to handle the situation with a narcissistic manager? Well,
2: I try to find things that we might have in common to try to friend them and because we have more in common with each other than we have differences if you carry a families we have family we have relationships outside of work we have interests in sports tennis try to find a connection point with that person cuz i'm a trier i have I, I want to have relationships in my life if i have to be at a place For eight to ten hours a day. I I wanna be in a happy place (laughs) in a happy place with happy people. I try that. There has been times when that has not worked, and that's okay. And at that point, I network. I like people, people like me generally. I network and doors open and I get to move away and around the situation that's causing the agita. I try to always. I have never had a bad review from a company that I've worked at. I still am friends with people that I worked at when I first came back to the states to to work for Unisys, and you know that was a, a great place to start and get involved in government contracting. I hadn't been in that area. In my life, it was always cable and wireless, places like that, startups, relationships. You just try to build and always be the same. I mean, if I'll take you aside, if I feel that I've been slighted or if I know that I have slighted you because I've been in a certain headspace, I'm going to come to you. and I was really sarcastic before and that's not you, it's me being able to own and 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 respect people just generally try to do that and like i said sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but it, it always tends to work out and i can truly say i this last almost year in june has been really really nice i met you i had a great experience at the all hands i mean it's a great vibe there and i generally feel that People like each other, and they, like, they enjoy the work that they do. They get the recognition. I, that's really important. They're doing a lot of things well. And even in all of this chaos, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a nice place to be for 8 to 10 hours a day where you don't have to hear about what's going on outside, but I do. And I'm part of a solution that helps. You just try to find the good vein and tap that. (laughs)
1: Does that sound crazy? No, no, not at all. What it sounds is that you focus on the, the, the mission, whatever the mission is to over arc all of the, the, the chaos or the, the nuances of the narcissistic manager or whatever else is going on, you focus on that, that, you can allow that to bring a sense of peace and joy, if you will, that you can continue on and, and work the eight hours a day. But yeah. also, you will address it if you have to, is from what I heard you say.
2: Yes. Don't but, disrespect.
1: Right. I do want to talk about the piece really quickly in regards to wanting to be liked and wanting to be recognized from a the, the lens of dealing with the narcissistic, narcissistic manager. Do you feel that that was absent, having that recognition and being able to do a good job and, and just being able to work under that guise of under, knowing that that manager was narcissistic, but still having to perform.
2: Yes. And I mean, can I say it? Yes. It was difficult to deal with the, the, the residual effects of not being recognized when you know you should have been recognized for that work, sucking it up and saying, you know what, it's all right. Cause people who know, know. the right people know because people who are narcissistic like that and with the airs and the uh, subtle put downs and stuff they always reveal themselves and the people who really matter who who are there for the right reasons like you or tapped into the right vein if you will they see that and i don't think unless again it's a nepotistic kind if that's a word relationship their dad's name's on the door then it, you uh, I hope, it is my hope that that kind of behavior, when it's recognized and and detrimental to people's health, and you get a stack of complaints, and it, whereas we really got to look at this situation. People are like, it, it doesn't have to get to the Harvey and the Jeff level mm-hmm. to get rec- You don't have to start a movement <laughs> to mm-hmm. get the obstacle removed. People who operate with that kind of mindset and have, a, kind of negative effect on the work, the mission, the resources. I think nowadays that's not going to be as tolerated in, in certain situations. Those people, they don't last very long without having to change their ways.
1: Right. And then really quickly here, would you say that you're comfortable with going to, let's just say, in the instance of dealing with the narcissistic manager you've tried everything and, and i'm sure in certain circumstances prior to you getting to the point where you you've you've mastered the methods and how to deal with them but have you ever been comfortable going to hr and saying here's what i'm dealing with can you give me some some options some advice on what to do and how to continue working with this particular person yes just
2: very recently, I don't know, if <laughs> I gave it enough time for it to actually work, but it turned out that when it got to that point, it was, it, everything just happened so fast. Like this person showed up and it felt to me, there was a, a, an immediate, an immediate attack, a target on, on my back. And within two weeks I had a, a job offer for a great job. I did go to my mentor and in the course of the 3 or 4 weeks to transition to my new position the situation occurred where HR had to get involved as part of my offboarding and that person manager the Mr. N let's call him Mr. N for narcissistic <laughs> among other things he had to be Trained, and they sent him to a class for how to be a manager, and everything worked out great. He got some new skills. I got a great job with even more skills.
1: Everything worked out. I forgot your question. You you answered it beautifully. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you definitely answered it, and Lorraine. So we're going to end with you. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you the same question. What methods did you try? And you you did mention earlier about not wanting to be in an environment where the the air was thick. It would pretty much prevent you from, or or make it difficult, I should say, not prevent, but make it difficult for you to really want to be in that environment and be able to do a good job. And to the point where you you asked your mother for advice and said if it's disrupting your health and well-being, it's it's not worth it. Given that information, what methods did you try to make the situation better other than you going directly to the manager? Did you, in fact, go to HR and ask for advice?
3: In fact, yes, that's what I did. As I said before, the four to six month time period, I actually went to the manager first to see if it could just be handled on that level. After, I'm going to say another two to three more months after that, where I saw that it was not... It was just the person's personality. That's when I went to human resources and her manager and addressed the subject because it no longer was just myself that was observing it about me, but she was doing it to other consultants as well. See, so this was sorry. just not just it wasn't it wasn't us. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I'm I'm sorry, Lorraine. I did, you know? One of the things about going to HR too is that you don't want to be like, oh, it's just so personal. Oh, it's just you're so sensitive. And it's if I'm coming to you, there's mm-hmm. a real problem. But sometimes it can be that that's what it gets caught down to. Oh, you're just being too sensitive. That's mm-hmm. the immediate go-to. Well,
3: in fact, well, that's the that is the immediate go-to. But I happen to be in a group where there was a lot of intimidation, not only towards myself, but to other contractors. And a lot of the contractors that were in my group happened to be H1N1, not H1, excuse me, H1B1 visa holders. Of course, they're not gonna run to HR because they're afraid, oh my gosh, if they say something, they lose their job, they will have to, of course, leave the country. Couldn't afford to say anything you saw a lot of them come in just as they were even more agitated than I was. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that these persons knew what they were doing, but every time she was around, they would become nervous and go, Oh my gosh, who's she going to jump on this time? You shouldn't have a work environment where an, practically an entire group is like, who's she going to jump on this time?
1: Yeah. And that's what we call a hostile work environment. And so we can, um, We can actually talk about that in a different setting and if you guys have ever been a part of that and and how that's impacted, again, your well-being, your performance as an employee. But I'm going to wrap up here. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me on this session of Work Cookie. And I, I definitely hope that talking about this narcissistic managers helps other employees Figure out steps that they can take in order to address the issue and find ways to either work with the person or maybe take steps to eliminate the the, the need to be the, in that particular environment so Thank you again. I will hopefully be joining, um, asking you guys to join with me again on different topics that we can hear from the the voice of the employee and help everybody else out that may be experiencing the same things.
2: Well, thank you. This was so fun.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you guys. And goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a CBOC podcast.